Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of the Crease Dive. Today is Thursday, August 31st, and we're talking about playoffs. I'm Jordy from Barstool, and with me, as always, we've got Dukes coming to us live from the Take Factory. Dukes, PLL playoffs are about to begin in Boston on Labor Day Monday. We've got three games on deck, seven teams still fighting their way for a chance to play in Philly, the, the Paris of Pennsylvania, the Mecca of the lacrosse world on September 24th. It all gets going this, uh, this week. How are we feeling heading into the quarterfinals? Good. I'll be there in Boston on Monday. Should be a great time. Also, isn't Pittsburgh the Paris of Pennsylvania? Or is that a uh, – or am I missing that reference right there? Pittsburgh might be like the Paris of hell. Like if <laughs> – if you put Pittsburgh in hell, like it might be the nicest place there. Other than that, dog, sh- you know what? I, I, I do feel bad. Like, I feel like Pittsburgh, it's an underrated city, but I fucking just hate all their fans. I hate Mark Madden. Um, I hate Mark Madden, but so do, so do all the Pittsburgh guys. Yeah, that is true. It, it is something that we all, I mean, like, I don't know. Mac like Miller's cool. World- Matt Mac Miller's cool. Um, I, I do like the fact that they all have the same team color. Like all the teams have the same colors. Like that's kind of cool. It gets annoying at times. It's like, all right, like, like first of all, black and yellow. It's a, it's a sweet color combo, but I don't know if anyone actually looks good wearing it. Like I, I, like, I think, is it, but is army? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess like, yeah, like ROTC kids, like when they go for the, their like early morning runs, but they like, I feel like you look like such a dweeb wearing black and yellow. I think as a team, like a team logo, it looks sweet. Um, but I feel like it just a, an ordinary person walking around in, in that much black and yellow, you look like a nerd or maybe it's just the people. I think that the people of Pittsburgh are probably, they're probably ugly people just uh- in, I agree with that. I don't, I, I, I meant more in the sense, like thinking like black, who could rock black and yellow. Like, I think that it would be a seamless transition for a army lacrosse player to wear black and yellow for a Pittsburgh professional lacrosse team. Yeah. I mean, they're probably wearing black cleats, black socks. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know if anyone in the city of Pittsburgh is a, a good enough looking person to pull it off. So maybe, maybe that's why it just doesn't play. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Pitts, I, I, I hate their fans. I hate Mark Madden, but I do feel like it is an underrated city. It, it's, it's a perfectly fine city. I don't know. Fuck it. They're not the Paris of Pennsylvania, though. That strictly belongs to Philly. Fine. No, no rebuttal for me, but I will say that Pittsburgh is a very, very underrated city. It, it deserves it. You would think that it's just like you walk into the city and it's just like black smog, gross rivers, like nothing to do there. It exceeds all my expectations. I'd actually go on the, the architecture's a little weird. It, it looks like they're like trying to be like Gotham. Like when I'm- I love that. I mean, you think of Gotham, you think of Pittsburgh. I I personally stamp of approval for Pittsburgh. I love it. I wouldn't go as far as to say that I love it. I would say that it's underrated. I feel like you can go there, find find some like good like. I, I feel like it's a great place if you're looking to get like a like a lunch. Like I, I feel like Pittsburgh probably rocks as a lunch city. Yeah, I'd put it up there for with Philly for going out. I like. I, I've had just as much fun in both cities. I'm thinking. I'm thinking like a day drink lunch city. I don't know Fair. if I want to be in Pittsburgh at night. I liked Pittsburgh at night. I, I had a better time in Pittsburgh at night than Philly at night. But I also know that Philly at night, from other people's words and uh, 
and well from Billy entertaining clients as well. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, I guess in Philly after the championship, we did have fun and we'll have fun this year after the water dogs win it again. Right. That's my pick. Uh, little, little spoiler right there. That's my pick to win yeah. it all, but we're, we'll get into the games. Yeah. Getting right into it. Um, yeah. Water dogs, they'll, they'll have a chance. I mean, they'll have to uh, get past the, the whip snakes first uh, on Monday at two twenty PM. Before we get into our uh, our playoff preview, though, I mean, there there were a few. There was a whole slate of games to close out the regular season this past weekend in Salt Lake City, uh, going back to the bubble. Uh, so pretty pretty eventful weekend that ended with some fireworks. I, I think I think the biggest takeaway from last week's slate of games is the fact that obviously the boys are listening to the podcast. They heard us say we were dying for a scrap. We want to fight. I will say that the dust up, but I, like I, I still would probably call it a dust up between chaos and Chrome. Uh, so obviously, you know, if, if anyone here listening uh, didn't get a chance to see it, it all starts third quarter of the game. Chrome are down by a few goals. Uh, Nick Rowlett wins another face off. And as, as the chaos are going down the field, Connor Farrell steps up, sets a, I would call it a greasy pick. I don't think it was like an egregiously bad pick. I, I thought, I thought as far as plate, like it wasn't overly dirty. I would just call it greasy. Steps up, sets a pick, puts his shoulder down. Thing about Connor Farrell is that he's a, a massive individual. Uh, so just took Nick Rowlett clean off the ground. Uh, and then Ian McKay comes running in the rest of the chaos come running in. We got benches clear and a lot of guys grabbing a lot of helmets in here. Not a lot of punches thrown, but it was just enough juice to kind of scratch that itch that I was looking for. Yeah. Here's the video. I'll pull up as the best producer in the lacrosse podcast game. Uh, here we go. Do you see it? Yeah. Well, I can see it. Anyone who's an idiot, who's not watching this episode on YouTube won't be able to see it though. So again, make sure you guys are subscribed to the YouTube because that's how you get the best content around from producer Dukes. Uh, if he ever finds out how to hit play on this video though, there we go. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just botching this. I mean, my favorite, my favorite thing that happened here is because Connor Farrell knows exactly what he's doing, right? He, he lowers his shoulder. He knows that he's looking to lay a little bit of a hurting on Nick Rowlett with that pick. Uh, I, I don't think he was looking to like kill the guy, but he, he knows what he's doing. He knows that he's looking to, to deck him. And the first thing he does is immediately goes palms up. Like, what did I do? What? Did, and it's like, dude, you know exactly what you did, but the, just, Oh, well, like, I'm sorry. I didn't know that that was illegal. Like I thought that this was America. Uh, so hands up right away. Just like, I, I didn't do anything. Meanwhile, you've got a guy who's pretty much dead on the ground. Now, to Nick Rowlett's credit, he did pop up. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he joined in on the scrap afterwards, but Jack Rowlett immediately jumped in. Big brother coming to the rescue. So, yeah, fireworks there. Um, was great to see. Obviously, for, for some frustration from the Chrome. I mean, what a, what a dog shit summer that ends up being. Like, dude, to win in the first week of the season and then you don't win again the rest of the summer, that's two full months of losing. So, so hilarious. Um, like, so I think I, I, I think I had them at, at the end of week one as my number one team in the power rankings. 
Because like yeah. all, because especially like at that time, there's no Malloy Cross controversy. You're like, oh, if anything, like you got like a a good rookie who to play alongside Dylan Malloy. Like there was no controversy there. Like you, you I talked myself into them just being good. Uh, what a bad, bad take. What a bad, bad take. But I will say this about the fight. Uh, it, it was just your classic, like, you know, I'm a football player. Like, he saw the pick coming. It was a very illegal screen. I mean, that that's one. I think it was the dirtiest so, play of all time. So I don't know, though. Like, he, he went. Only because the, he went like this. Because he didn't just stay still. Right. But it, he dropped his shoulder. Like, I don't know. If, I don't know. He, he Feet were planted. Yeah, he dropped his shoulder. Like, uh, he didn't, oh. say, he didn't stay set is like how I saw it. Like, do I think it was yeah. like the dirtiest thing ever? No, he kind of, kind of was uh, yeah, okay. impacted okay. a little bit. Like that's how I viewed it. I mean, it just looked like when something looks that bad, like I, I have this take like with the unnecessary roughness is like, sometimes it has to look so bad that you just throw the flag. Cause you're like, I don't really know if it was illegal. It just looked illegal. It looked illegal. Yeah. That, that it was, it was an optics penalty for sure. Right. And I thought that like, the thing that I, I, I like the chaos responding to it during the moment and stuff. I, I could probably guess that they were saying that Farrell was a scumbag, loser, motherfucker, all that shit. But like in the same sense, you would kind of think that's a chaos style, not like being like dirty players, but hits, setting the tone, aggressive. I don't know. I loved the fight. I liked that they, that they had Nick's back right away. I liked that Farrell didn't stand back from it. Um, like, I don't know. Those are those are two teams that I could see that carrying into next year because sadly the Chrome won't play again this year. But uh, yeah, next year, leaking over. Yeah, I don't know how much it'll carry over for the Chrome, especially because I don't know how many of those same guys will end up being on that team. But I will say, it was like if I'm the other six teams in the playoffs right now, I am pretty pissed off at the Chrome for giving the Chaos this type of juice heading into the playoffs. Obviously, like this is a, a tight team. Like the, uh, so many of these guys play together all year round with the Bandits, um, and and they're a pretty tight knit. Then you have Brothers Rowlett in there. Like it's a tight knit team to begin with. But this was a classic one of those ones where it's like, like you go out with your boys and you, and you get into a little scrap, and then like everyone just like at the end of the night talking about like, oh yeah, like dude, that was all like did you see me over there? And it's like, no one actually did anything, but at the end of a, a dust up like this, like everyone's just like, Oh yeah. Like I would have killed him if I got loose. And everyone's like, yeah, like, Oh, you were, you were about to get like, yeah. just, just like a nice little like bonding. Back. Yeah. It's a uh, so hold me back, but one that really brings the whole group together um, over how, like how much you could have whooped their ass. Mm -hmm. And then you have that juice now bringing you into the playoffs. So, I mean, especially if I'm the Redwoods, a team that, you know, things haven't been going that great in the second half of the season. Now you draw the chaos and now, you know, they're as, as tight as, you know, they've been all summer. Um, and then they have, you know, just all that raging testosterone, coursing through their bodies at the moment like the redwoods are, are probably in for a tight draw uh on monday i guess late morning yeah yeah i uh are we hopping right into that game or are we still gonna go back and uh let, let's just real quick i mean anything else from uh from utah stand out to you i know we had some some more fireworks with the uh with the water dogs archers final uh so water dogs or well archers were up by two with about like 30 seconds to go, uh, Jack Hanna, one, one of the slickest two bombs that we'll see all summer, just a nice little high bouncer. And guy bounced it 
you know, a, a good five to seven yards outside of the cage, top deck, uh, and then Kieran McArdle cleaning up some trash after the ensuing face-off to, to win that one. So Water Dogs Archers was a wild finish. Uh, cannons over Whip Snakes. I, I feel like we talked about that before the game, saying that, you know, obviously the Cannons had a lot riding on this game with the Holman's uh, history in Utah. And, I mean, Atlas, again, I, you know what? So do you have anything about Water Dogs Archers? The only thing I'll say is that was the one of the sickest endings of lacrosse, and my girlfriend was watching that game with me on Friday night, and she humble brag. Fully, yeah, that was not even a humble brag. It's just like a brag. Like I have, a, I have a girlfriend. You losers don't. Uh, your ends and cells. I'm not. But yeah, she legitimately in front of my eyes became a PLL fan. It was pretty cool to see. She was like, "Oh, that goal by that goal by that like, two pointer by Hannah. Thought that was nasty." And then she legitimately stood up when Kieran McArdle scored that with like time one. Now she went like this. She did like, the, "Oh my god." So that, that was kind of cool to uh, to see. I was going to post a video of her because I completely got it, but don't don't need the creeps and the freaks to uh, to see that, to get into that. But yeah, it was good. It, it was fun. It's a sad world when Dukes can't even post a, a video of his girlfriend being excited about some lax. Because Who's not excited too, about some lax? Because there are too many freaks out there on the internet who will try to end up stalking her. But uh, so... If any of you out there are freaks, change your behavior right away because we would love to get some of those videos later down the road. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty like sick ending there. I, as soon as like you kind of felt something was about to happen with that ensuing fate, like whether it was Sis taking it down and scoring or Zach Courier doing exactly what he did and just hounding down Mike Sisselberger after he won that face off, laying out, throwing the check, getting the cost turnover, and then ball going down the other way. So like you knew. I don't know. It, it never felt like, like after that Jack Hanna goal, there was probably what, like 30 seconds left on the clock. Yeah. Once that ball was down for the face off, like that next face off, like you kind of felt like you, this thing's not going to overtime. Like there's too much time on the clock. Like something crazy is about to happen there. Um, and probably the craziest one of them all did. So it's, you know, Zach Carrier stripping sis ball goes down the other way. Uh, Washuda ends up with it in a stick and just like, power cradles a little too hard and it comes out and Kieran McArdle's there to, to pick up the trash. So tough look for Washuda. Um, great look for Brett Dobson that, that kind of locks him in for goalie of the year clearly. Uh, but I, all right. So now that we're done with that and cannons, oh. whip snakes, Oh, you got anything? I got one more for the weekend. Yep. Hit me. Well, no, yeah. I, I was, I was okay. I got one more for the weekend after this, but it's, it's about Atlas Redwoods. You go. I won't steal it. No, you, yeah. you go. No, you no, go. I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no. This is your show. You started the show. You go. Well, what I want to say right now is that after this past weekend, the PLL really needs to figure something out with the fact that seven out of the eight teams make the playoffs because in no world should the Atlas be a playoff team. Like I, I get that that technically they're the seventh place team and, and 17, but like, dude, the fact that you go into this game, the fact that you went into the last two games controlling your own, it's like all you guys got to do is just win a game, win one lacrosse game, and you'll lock up your spot in, in the playoffs. All you have to do is go out there and win one. They go out in Seattle and what do they do? They, they drop a tight one to the cannons. All right. So be it. You still have one more time to go out there. You win this game. Like you lot, you secure, you clinched your spot into the playoffs. Granted, it would only be three wins, but you still did enough to what you had to do. 
all they had to do was go out there and take care of business. They got fucking stomped 12 to seven by the, by the Redwoods and to lose that game. And then to end up seeing them on social, whoever's running their social, making the fucking graphic where they clinched their playoff spot. It's like, dude, you guys didn't clinch shit. You won two games all summer. You've lost like five out of your last six. Like you didn't clinch. You just got lucky that the Chrome are the worst team ever assembled. So uh, I, I don't know, I, I, like se- seven teams. It's, it's and and I get like, all right. So you wanna you wanna try to make the one seed have some sort of an, an advantage, right? You wanna give the one seed a buy, and the only way to do that would be to either have seven teams in the playoffs, or if you just did, I guess what four five team five teams in the playoff, and then you'd only do like a semifinals, and then you. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how else you do it. Like, I, I get that you have such low numbers that you kind of have to do this, but I don't know. Just watching the Atlas make the playoffs this year, uh, really, really going to grind my gear seeing them get a chance to, especially if they win. And I know that the, the Chaos have done this before, where they like don't do shit no. and and then they go on and play for the for the championship, and it's just I don't know. It's a tough look. I was saying that exact thing is like, I haven't disagreed with you in years past. I think you said the same exact thing maybe last year about the chaos. Like, you know that they're going to prove you wrong. You know, they're going to be in the championship, but they, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. I have two thoughts. One, this seems like a year, like the Atlas should not be in the playoffs. They were supposed to be probably ranked as like a top two team coming into the year. They suck. They're not even like, as like players, they suck as a team. They suck individually. It's probably one of the more talented rosters on paper. They suck. Um, the other thing I was going to say is I wouldn't actually mind if it was seven teams, if they just, if could we just agree? Like it just has to end on labor day. It just has to end on labor day, labor day, Monday being the championship would be ideal. I get you don't want it to leak into the NLL season, but if it leaked into the NLL season, I wouldn't care as much about the seven teams. Like if it just with seven teams made the playoffs, because the order wouldn't matter as much. Your team kind of comes in just draw in August. I would not care as much about seven teams being in there and had less complaints. That's my one thing that I kind of thought of, but for the most part, I, I agree with you. It's got to be like five. Um, it would make that six, like, or just expand the league in general. But I, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, yeah, it should not be in the playoffs. No, I, I, I agree that take. I agree. Like, I, I, if we were watching a championship game this coming Monday, like, it, it, it'd be a great way to spend a Labor Day to watch a championship game. The fact that we're going to be spending uh, a labor day, so like the the last day of the summer, watching a, a fucking dog shit Atlas team at five o'clock in the afternoon, um, a team that really doesn't deserve to be playing anymore this summer, does does sting a little bit. So yeah, would would have been nice. Where yeah, if you're going to have seven teams, seven out of eight teams make the playoffs, let's get it out of the way earlier. Let, let's not let's not waste. Let's not waste the last day of the summer to watch a team that only won two games this summer play at 5 p.m. Look, this only comes from a big brand guy like myself. Why not just do 25-man rosters for the semifinals, do semifinals on Saturday, do a finals on, on Monday, do it like the NCAA does it. You want to do a family weekend? You want to do like the PLL circus comes to town, get your family out? What better way? The, and NCAA kills it. The PLL will kill it with a full weekend event like at Gillette or something like that. Um, I'd like to see something like that proposed. I'm sure that I'm not the first person that's thought of something like that, but I like the idea. I love the idea, uh, especially because like, I remember the first year that they had it. Uh, so championship was in Philly, but they had the championship game in Philly, but then they also, before that game had the, uh, the losers bracket 
to where you were playing for the first overall pick. So you still had two games on that day. It like it it does feel like you you should be able to have a couple more games for that championship weekend. Uh so yep, hand up, Dukes. I'll call on you. Go ahead. For the record, that was the best idea. That the losers bracket thing, I was like, that's revolutionary. That like you can't you can't really uh you can't tank. At, you can't tank. Like that was that idea. And and again, maybe this is the year that they needed that rule with a chrome tanking on purpose at one point. I'm not saying that, but I know that people like Dan Arrestia are probably saying that. No, I don't know why I threw Dan on the bus at that. <laughs> I'm just using any writer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's a there's a fine line that you have to walk between. Are you tanking or are you guys just dog shit? And I think, uh, I don't know. I, th- I think that the Chrome were clearly on one side of that. I, th- I think that they were just a bad team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, I agree. Let, let's... It, this does it's a long summer it's a long season of lacrosse that you know goes all the way back to the start of the college season it does kind of linger on here in the month of september so it would be nice to see them kind of condense everything let's let's get a semifinals and a championship all in one weekend and then we don't really have to worry about competing with the nfl all that much cuz listen if you're someone out there that that doesn't think that lacrosse will forever get steamrolled in ratings by the NFL, then you're just, you're, you're an idiot. You're, you got to take off the goggles at some point. Yeah. It it just gets crushed. It doesn't matter if it's on ABC, NBC, CBS, it it gets quadrupled. I mean, it it could be, it it could be Cardinals versus Colts preseason game Two of the, two of the worst teams in the league. And they're still, NFL's king. So Labor Day, Labor Day Monday being it being a championship being on a Labor. I mean, we're saying we say it every year, and it's, seriously, it's maybe the most aggravating thing. I feel like they, they want to listen to the fans, but they're not listening to me. It should one hundred percent be Labor Day weekend. Yeah, Memorial Memorial Day to to Labor Day. Boom, own the summer, own take the over, summer, take over the summer, and like yeah, you can get people to watch that on Labor Day. Like no, you can get people to watch a championship game on Labor Day. No doubt about it. I don't know how many, uh, how many new people you're going to be like, are going to be flocking to the TV to be watching. Uh, well, especially because what these games, so you got one game on ESPN two. So the five, so again, the, the one nationally televised game is going to be Atlas versus cannons Atlas again, they're on paper. They're, they're still a really, they're still a really talented team who have the chance to make this an interesting game. But I mean, cannons are up to nothing on the series. Uh, the one game was, was close. That was, you know, just, just a couple weeks ago. Um, but the first game that these guys played, the cannons just dick kicked the Atlas. So if, if you get a dick kicking uh, on a nationally televised game on Labor Day and what could be a championship game instead, if you went Memorial Day to Labor Day, um, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's, yeah, I totally agree with you. It would be such an easier way to get non lacrosse fans into the game. Cause you see how much it works with, with Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. Can we also call this the first home game for the Boston Cannons? S- suppose we could. Yeah. Is, so. Uh, unless, so were they not there at all last season? I guess like you, you, I meant it more in the sense that like home teams coming next year. Okay. Okay. But they did play two years ago. Their first game ever was in July, and they dropped a heartbreaker. It was the Paul Rabel's back game. Hmm. That's when I got clowned on Twitter. 
never forget. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, speaking of Boston. Yeah. So everyone is shipping up to Boston. We've got three games on Labor Day Monday at Gillette. Uh, gets going 11.45 a.m., 2.20 p.m., 5 o'clock p.m. All of those are Eastern. Uh, first couple games are going to be streaming on ESPN+. Plus, and then, obviously, as I just mentioned, Atlas vs. Cannons to wrap up the day will be on ESPN2. Uh, but we've got Chaos taking on the Redwoods in the first game of the weekend. Uh, Chaos as the five seed, Redwoods as the four. Uh, the series was split one and one throughout the regular season. Uh, first time that these two teams met was uh, was week four. Redwoods got a nice little 13-8 to eight win in that game. Uh, do have to remember, Blaze Reardon did not play in that game. Uh, so Austin Cout, friend of the program, loved the guy to death, but does kind of change the complexion of that chaos team if, if blaze isn't in net so uh redwoods got a 13 to 8 win in that game uh then they met again in the beginning of august and chaos came out with a close one 14 to 12 so series split although the first game does have a little bit of an asterisk uh chaos obviously coming into this game nice and juiced redwoods luckily they were kind of able to get themselves going against the uh against the atlas last week in salt lake city uh, but before that, it, it's just been a kind of a, a little, sh- I mean, luckily they closed out the season with Chrome and Atlas. So you couldn't ask for much more to get themselves going before the playoffs, because leading up to that, things were getting a, a little dicey for them there for a while. Uh, so Dukes, how do you feel about chaos Redwoods game one? <laughs> I think chaos win this one, uh, their team built for September. Uh, I don't really think the Redwoods are very efficient or very good. Um, I, I said that I'd walk if, if someone said the Redwoods are winning at all. I said I'd walk home, I'd, I'd bike home from Philly if the Redwoods win the championship, and I'm, I'm sticking to that. They're the, the one team that I just cannot see them at all raising a trophy. Um, I think the Chaos are gonna win this pretty easily. Uh, spreads probably minus one and a half. Take that, yeah. I, I think. Chaos, they're such a playoff team. Um, they're so like, and they're just they're mean. They're nasty. Uh, Redwoods have have mean and nasty guys playing pole for them, but I don't know. I, I just think that this this chaos team thrives in the playoffs. Uh, they're they're just able to kind of ramp up the intensity, and it's really tough for a lot of teams to match that intensity. Uh, I mean, Redwoods they they've been getting a little chippy lately, right? Like we we've seen. Rob Pinnell getting to some some face mask holding matches. Riders never a guy who's going to shy away from that type of stuff. Uh, they they've got a cursed on the roster, so a, a, anytime you can bring a, a curse to a party, it, you know that you you've got a little bit of meat on your side. I know that Nestler's in the background there, just just loving that. Uh, but I, I do think you know chaos. They've proven it year after year. This is a team that like their, their season doesn't end until, you know, they're, they're one of the last couple standing. Yeah. And I also think that goaltending is huge to, to win a championship. I'm not, I'm not breaking news here, but that guy blaze, they have a net. It's pretty good. Um, I, I'd like to have him on my team. So yeah, I, th- I think chaos could actually give archers a run for their money uh, more so than the Redwoods could. So I'm going with the Chouse. 
Yeah. So going to be tough for, we'll, we'll see what the numbers end up shaking out to be. I know I'm sure that Andy Towers wishes that there were only 3.8% people looking right them to, to win, but I feel like it's going to be a little bit more than that. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm actually doing that right now. I'm trying to fill out a bracket so I can see that if they give us the percentages. Uh, well, as you're doing that, uh, second game of the day, we've got whip snakes and water dogs. So Dukes, as he mentioned in the beginning of the episode, right off the hop that he's got water dogs repeating as champs this year. So obviously we're going to know where he sides on this game. Uh, these two teams, they only played once this season. Uh, that was back July 14th. Water dogs came out with a 16 to 13 win. Uh, whips, you know, they come out, they got kind of tossed around a little bit by the cannons last week, but that doesn't really, I don't really think that they were playing for much last week. If anything, they were really playing to lose because you know, that Jim Stagnita didn't want to end up as the four seed. Didn't want to have to deal with championship series again, this coming, uh, this coming winter. But I don't know. I feel like, like the whips are, they've, They've proven themselves over the years that you don't want to count them out, but drawing the water dogs in this first round of the playoffs might be a little too much of an order to, to deal with for them. Water dogs are just elite all over the field. Great goaltending with Dylan Ward. Uh, they've got unbelievable polls. They've got just a, an attack unit that, you know, I think I want to say Kieran McArdle might've had, want to say he had like seven points this late. Let, let me let me see if I can go back. It's disgusting. I'll, I'll say I'll finish off your thought. Yeah, they're, they're oh, you, most- yeah, yeah. So that so that was the game in Fairfield, uh, and that so that was when Kieran, he, yeah, just like just the the most nonchalant seven point game. I think it was two goals and five assists. Um, so yeah, like you're, you're gonna have to either outperform him or stop him and it's extremely difficult to do either of those i think you know you're gonna get a big game out of rambo you're gonna get a big game out of zed williams but is that gonna be enough in 2023 to outperform michael sowers and kira mccardle i I just i don't think so i and i also just want to say just about the water dogs they have the best midfield offensively in the in the league and um, dare I say, and I know that's the cannons have the two uh, short stick teammates of the year. I'm going to go short stick uh, defensive unit also. Uh, Water Dogs are the most complete team. You could make the argument that him, that Dylan's playing the best out of any goaltender in the league right now. Oh, he's got and that not, strength and sweatpants. So I, I'm taking the Water Dogs to win it all, repeat. Uh, I, I think for, for my money, they are the most complete team in the league. Uh, I, I, I think the cannons are right there too. I think the archers just have the. Star power, I'm not like just just from a pure efficiency and complete team standpoint. I I just can't really see the cannons doing it. And I, this is coming from a cannons guy myself. Um, but I, yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the water dogs. And here's the numbers, the fan bracket breakdown. Uh, Archers 45.9 percent, Atlas point one point four percent, cannons 23.4 percent. Chaos 48. I'm just going to pull this shit up. I, I, no one's going to remember these 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 little numbers. Uh, share screen. Do you see that? Uh, we've got a little little loading circle right now. All right, there we go. Uh, 
All right. So, all right. 4.8%. So that's still going to piss off the chaos a little bit here. I'm shocked by the whipsticks only getting 2.4%. I want to like, I have, yeah. I have three futures. I've one preseason future. Are we frozen? No, no. Unless um, I, we got, I I put a pre- preseason future on the archers. I took the whipsticks when they were like the last team, like the last, the, the lowest odds I've ever been. Um, and then I'm, I just took the water dogs before the playoffs. So, I mean, it's like basically like half the fucking format, but got to get good numbers as a gambler, not as a uh, expert. Yeah. Do we have uh speaking of gambling, do we have any numbers on this game? Yeah, I can look it up right now. Because I, I do like, again, I, I don't want to, I don't ever want to count out the whip snakes when it comes to the playoffs. I think that plus one and a half for the whip snakes, minus minus one thirty four plus plus one sixteen on the money line. Yeah. So I, I definitely, I see water dogs coming out on top of this one. I see it being a, a no pun intended, a dog fight though. Uh, a whip snakes team that again, they, they got embarrassed in the championship series this past winter um they've had a, a slow start to the season this year like i think that they're gonna want to kind of fight back against the notion that maybe maybe the whips are washed there, there might be a little whips are washed kind of rumblings out there and they're gonna want to fight back against that uh they're gonna do a, a you know they have enough to to keep this nice and close with the water dogs i think it's going to be Definitely the best game of the weekend. Uh, so I could see that being a one goal game. I, I, I won't I won't go ahead and count the whip snakes that much out, but I would say water dogs come out on top because again, they're just so loaded all over the field. Uh goaltending, give them the edge there. At the very least, attack is a, a wash. Um, and then midfield unit um gotta go with with the dogs. So water dogs on top. Yeah, I, I, the only difference I make, I think that I, I'd go Water Dogs better at every position. And then I think that the best game of the weekend, in my opinion, would be game number one, Chaos Redwoods. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's hearsay. There's going to be great lacrosse all weekend. You should better watch all three games. Yeah, well, the third game, and I really do hope that it is. I, I really hope that this is a great game just because it's going to be nationally televised. It's on ESPN 2, 5 p.m. on Labor Day Monday. We've got the seven-seed Atlas. They limp their way into the playoffs, and they'll be taking on the Cannons as the two-seed. Uh, Cannons, they won this season series two t- uh, two games to none. Uh, already mentioned this, but they won in week four, 19 to 12, and then they won a couple weeks ago, week nine, 14 to 13. Uh, I, I, I like your assessment. I probably agree with it where like, if I close my eyes and I'm trying to picture like all these teams winning a championship, I just don't see it when I close my eyes for the cannons. I think that they are an incredible story for this summer, but just not legitimate championship contenders. Uh, but I, I don't see them slipping up in this game. I, I see them being a semifinal team and then ending up losing a heartbreaker to get a chance to play in Philly. Uh, yep. But, but I, I mean, I, I just think with the offensive firepower that this team has, whether it's coming from Marcus Holman, whether it's coming from Masher Nolting or whether it's coming from a guy like Ethan Rawl, who's not even a, an offensive player, but I just think uh, with, with how much and how often these guys score, Atlas 
not a very strong defensive team, not a great goaltending team this, this summer so far. Uh, so it's just going to be too much firepower for the Atlas to keep up with, even though on paper, their offense is dirty. Yeah. Cannons minus one and a half. Uh, I'll put up my official plays on Thursday or Friday, but yeah, I just want to touch on this. Uh, it's, the cannons are so good. The only reason I don't have them raising the trophy is because I think a really good team is going to lose to a really good team. It's not because I think the cannons are bad. I think that they're really good, but like I just I think the water dogs matchup is pretty bad for them. I think I'll give the upper hand to goalie and goal to them. I know Nestor's probably punching his wall right now listening to this, but um, yeah, I think Dylan Ward's a better goalie than Colin Curse. I don't think it's a hot take. Uh, yeah, that's really all I got. I think cannons kind of smoke Atlas. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's Atlas, just one like of those... first half, maybe at maybe Atlas show some guts, but um, I, I, you know what I saw? It's funny actually. Craig Chick just got picked up by the Cannons because Matt Reese is out. So like Craig Chick legacy game coming up. Like he's yeah. a really he, he's one of those guys I thought could go up for LSM of the year. So the fact that the Cannons just keep on picking up the Atlas trash or not even trash, just turning it into treasure. Craig Chick's gonna be the reason the the Cannons do win it all if they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just some, some really uh, head scratching moves by Mike Pressler all, all summer long. And hopefully we see that one come back to, to bite him a little bit. Uh, totally. agree. You know, I think, yeah. Cannons running into a buzzsaw water dogs team in the semifinals. It's just a, a team that's, that's been there before versus a team that's like going, that's just like kind of like buzzing at the right time. But like, like the way I see the cannons this year and, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not giving them enough. Like it, again, they, they're just a, they're a movie plot team, right? Like it's a, they're an underdog story, but I feel like a lot of those movies about an underdog, like whether it's like, whether it's Rocky or whether almost like a, like Moneyball, right? Like it, the, the whole movie is revolving around this team that this Oakland A's team that at the end of the day, weren't actually going to win shit. They were just a really fun story to root for. Uh, so I don't know. They're the two seed. They're a great team. They have the ability to get by there. I just don't see it happening. Like I, I just see the cannons being that team that, wow, they, they were really fun to root for this summer, but then they run into a team like the water dogs in the semifinals. And it's just like, okay, yeah, like this team's the, the, the water dogs are proven and they're able to get it done. And at some point, maybe vibes will kind of run out a little bit for cannons. I will say this. If they get by the water dogs, I think they're raising the trophy. I just don't see them getting by the dogs. Like I can't in any world see them getting by the dogs. If they do, they prove me wrong. And my, I can they prove me wrong in Philly. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, what about, so what if the whip snakes, so you got them over the whip snakes, I'd imagine. I do have them over the whip snake. Yeah. All right. And then trying to Our think. So. Chick chaos. Yep. Any other team? Like it's like for me, it's Water Dogs one A, and then can. All right. Well, so then that means uh, really the only the, thing yeah, that worries so, me. So, so, so the two twenty game on Monday really determines your your champion for twenty twenty three. So if the Water Dogs win, you've got them as your champion. If the Water Dogs lose, and that means Cannons will be your twenty twenty three PLL champs yeah. of, of the world. Yeah, I, I think the only like the only person. <sighs> Now I'm just feel like I'm picking every team, but like I could like you could talk to you you could talk yourself into like the chaos just make the championship against anybody. Blaze just steals a game. Yeah, and and, and like, I people mean people just forget that that happens. 
Yeah, and and then like you can never count out the Redwoods for winning winning the championship, and like you can't yeah, be. Fuck so, that. I actually, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, out and, of the Redwoods. I think it's the only team Redwoods. I'm out on. I it, it, nah, and, win. And, I said a couple Philly. And then you then you can never be nonsense. then you can never be surprised if the Whip Snakes end up winning again. And and then you know what? Hey, even the the Atlas could win it. You know, I, I think if if you talked to us at the beginning of the season, we could have said, "Hey, Jeff Atlas." T- yeah, yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, imagine, imagine your preseason was that your preseason pick? I what a I, story that would be, though. I, Could you imagine just a, I told you so that some people would have like Alex beginning of the year winning the championship and they go on a run and just like told you so? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the tape on that one. I know that I've, I've been an Atlas guy, I've, I've, I've also been an Archers guy, but I feel like I talked myself almost out of the Archers this year because I've always been such a or maybe now you know what. I, I said that this was I know I said that this was this was the prove it year for the archers. I, I said that this this was the show me year for them that they have to make something happen or else they'll be considered frauds for the rest of eternity. So they still have to prove it, right? It, it, yeah. Regular like like we've seen them have great regular seasons before. They just have to prove it in the playoffs. So uh yeah. do we want do we want to bring in uh Nestler? Does he have any anything for the for the Nestler minute? Yeah, baby. I'm here. Um, first off, seems like a lot of curse slander coming from you guys. Might be. I'm not saying said it's shit. I don't I, I don't know. It just no, it's, say it. I, I don't know. It, from facts. what from what I'm hearing, there's a lot of you know nestlers in the Bring back. I, we're gonna have to run the tape back. I literally said if you have a, a, a cursed out there that that's right, actually yeah, that's actually all right. Maybe I'm getting in my own head, but it just seems like there's a little, I don't know. We're getting to the playoffs. The curse shine brightest in the brightest moments. Like now the train's just getting going on the curse family. That's a good point. How many championships do the curse have together as a family? NCAA, um, NCAA championships. I know it's worse off the top of my head. The, 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 the curse family does not have an NCAA trophy in their repertoire. I just want, but, I was just checking. <laughs> but track record shows they're going to show up. You'll see it either way, either way. I take it back. If there was no slander, I thought I, I thought I heard a little something, but we'll, we'll sweep on the rug. That one's on me. That one's on intern nest to, to, to the, to the curse of the week. So for the first time ever, we are going all cursed curse of the week, but what order are they going to be? And we have first honorable mention Colin cursed. 14 saves. He does it week in, week out. He shows up. He gets wins. You know, he led in a couple from his older brother. Our other honorable mention, Connor Curse, scores a two bomb on the younger brother and dips and dunks on one from a little closer. Scoring three points on your younger brother's got to feel good. They both had a big smile on their face after the game. Got to love to see that. And for a second ever, Curse of the Week, dropping five goals in the season finale, Coley motherfucking Cursed. He's back, number 47. He loves to score, but he loves to pass the ball more. Three assists. Um, I was out on the Redwoods early. I actually had a call with Cole Kirst uh, the other day when he saw Zach Wilson at Dick's. I gave him a call. I said, listen, Coley, I'm rooting against you. I'm rooting for Colin. I'm not your mom. I don't have to root for all you guys. I'm rooting for Colin. I'm in Colin's corner. I'm rooting for the Cannons. I'll be supporting the whips in the woods till they play the Cannons. But when they play those Cannons, I'm going against you. So congrats, Coley Kirst. Thank you guys for the minute, and uh, don't forget to read your books.
Yeah, what what uh what book do you have there, Ness? This is actually uh the great Gatsby. Sophomore of high school. This F. Scott Fitzgerald. Scott Fitzgerald, the legend, Fitzgerald. No relation to Larry. Um, but yeah. <laughs> got it, gotta always make sure you got your books on you. This is where I keep my notes, I scribble. You know, I, I, have like that, I had everything in there. No two great writers, Matt Fitzgerald and F. Scott Fitzgerald. People forget that. People do. People do. And potentially Matt Nessler. We, the world may never know. All right, Ness. Great work, brother. Thank you, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's, People on that's audio will like that's up. why you need to subscribe to the YouTube. Oh my God. If you're not watching this on YouTube right now, you're missing out. You're missing out. Let's get those. It's the playoffs, baby. We're talking about the playoffs. Let's get those numbers up. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your families. If any of you out there, you know, maybe, maybe you're a, a freshman playing fall ball for the first time, right? You tell, tell all your teammates, Hey, you guys subscribe to, to the crease dive on YouTube yet. Like that'll be a great way to make sure that all the boys in the locker room love you. If you give them the little heads up to subscribe on YouTube, uh, you know, let's get those numbers up because if you're not watching on YouTube, you're missing, missing little mm-hmm. moments like that. Uh, all right. So Dukes, anything else as we, uh, I will say that the, the Monday slate of game kind of nice. I'm, I'm glad that it's not on Sunday. Uh, I th- think that this will be a, a nice little wrap up to Labor Day weekend, even Monday. though it would have been, been better if it was a championship. Totally agree. But um glad that they didn't hit us with this on for a, a Saturday or Sunday slate. Yeah. I mean, my, Monday will be fun. Come say hi to me at Gillette. I'll be all alone. So I need some friends. Come make a friend. Come be your friend. Uh, is there going to be a bar down beer garden at Gillette or are they I, – I, is, are, are the rules in Massachusetts weird like that? Uh, stay tuned. That's Great why you tease. follow us on all our socials. Great tease. All right. So make sure that you're following us. On, we are at the crease dive on Twitter and Instagram. Again, subscribe for the YouTube uh, stool crease dive on TikTok too. Let's, let's, let's get those numbers up as well. Do we still have uh, that one guy run, running the TikTok or? I'm doing, I, I just didn't make clips last week, but yeah, we're still doing clips. Uh, right. I just did, I, it was like it was like I was going to put out clips for games that were in six hours. All right, well, follow us there, and uh, yeah, make sure you guys are following along. Three games all on Monday, eleven forty-five a.m., two twenty p.m., five p.m. Eastern, and in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high to the day we die. We out. Cry when I see you, you say it.